Broadcasting from the Business Radio X studio in Alpharetta, it's time for Profit Sense with Bill McDermott. Good morning. Welcome to Profit Sense. This podcast dives into the stories behind some of Atlanta's successful businesses and business owners and the professionals that advise them. We help local business leaders get the word out about the important work they're doing to serve their market, their community, and their profession, as well as discuss current issues that business owners are facing today across a wide variety of industries. I'm your host, Bill McDermott, and this show is presented by The Profitability Coach. When business owners want to increase their profitability, they don't have the expertise to know where to start or what to do. I leverage my knowledge and relationships from 32 years as a banker to identify the hurdles getting in the way and create a plan to deliver profitability they never thought possible. We have two great guests on the show today. Heather Fleming's business development manager with MST. Heather, welcome. Thank you, Bill. Glad to be here. And Adam Barty, who is owner and CEO of Barty Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Adam, welcome to Profit Sense. Awesome. Glad to be here. Heather, we're going to start with you. So a uh, quick walk down memory lane. It's, uh, it's kind of a homecoming for you and I when back in our SunTrust days, but you now have gone on to, a, to another career with uh, MST and helping business owners find accounting issues. I'm excited for you. So I want to just jump right in. Um, obviously, accounting firms like banks have things that uh, are ideal for them. Could you describe the ideal MST client? Sure. Thanks for asking. Um, so MST, when I'm looking for a new business, I'm looking for a privately held business and um, the owners that are associated with that business. And typically our revenue range would be $10 million company up to $200, $300 million in revenue. Um, not that we don't have clients smaller than that and not that we don't have clients larger than that, but that's kind of the focus of what I'm looking for. So Privately held businesses, no publicly traded companies, nothing highly regulated, not doing work for banks and hospitals, but um, your traditional manufacturers, distributors, professional services, IT, those types of companies are great clients for us and potential new clients. Yeah, and uh, you probably have a a wealth of uh, clients to pull from from your banking career as well, do you not? Yes, definitely knocked on old client doors um, over the last year and a half or so. So having that background of what I did back in my banking days was very helpful in this new position and as a reformed banker, as I like to say. (laughs) I call it a recovery banker. Yeah, that too. (laughs) Yes. Uh, We could tell stories, but we won't go there for sure. Right, right. We're talking today with uh, Heather Fleming, Business Development Manager with MST. Uh, MST celebrates its 66th anniversary this year. The firm has four offices, three located in Georgia and one in New York. They have over 130 staff members serving clients in a variety of industries. Uh, MST is noted by Accounting Today as a firm to watch, ranked as one of the top 25 accounting firms by Atlanta Business Chronicle and ranked by the Atlanta Journal and Constitution as a top workplace. Um, Heather, going down the line further, um, usually a client is experiencing some sort of pain as it relates to accounting. So 
When new clients come to MST, what are some reasons they seek you out? Yeah, great question. Um, you know, lately what we're finding, and, it, and a lot of it's timing, this time of year, we're getting close to year end and people start to panic. Okay, I need to start doing year end tax strategy planning. How do I get my my net income number down as far as possible to you know lower my taxable income yep. when it comes to April 15th. So clients that are not getting that proactive approach and more of a reactive approach and they get their bill April 15th and there's been no planning prior to that, those clients are definitely coming out of the woodworks right now. Um, they want that proactive approach to their tax strategy and planning and, um, you know, compliance goes along with that as well, but really it's when they're not getting that, a proactive approach, it's all reactive and, and they're stuck with this huge tax liability on April 15th, or it's a surprise that they owe hundreds of thousands of dollars on April 15th when that's something that they should have known on December 31st. So we, we, we're seeing a lot of that right now. Yeah. And I would think, uh, having that discussion in November, uh, when they probably, in your experience, ought to be having that that discussion, certainly second quarter, uh, right, and yeah. really laying the foundation to do some some significant work. I could see how early is so much better than late. Oh, absolutely, and it should be an ongoing conversation. It should not be this one time a year type of conversation, and that's what we like to. Um, tell our clients is that we're not going to just have a conversation in November, December timeframe. It's going to be an ongoing conversation throughout the year when things are going, when things are changing and um, tax laws are changing and how that can affect their business long-term. We're going to be having those conversations with them on an ongoing basis, not just at year end. Yeah, that is so critical. We're talking today with Heather Fleming, uh, business development manager with MST uh, she joined the MST team with a great understanding of the financial world and how to connect with local business owners in the Atlanta market. Uh, her goal is to help businesses determine what accounting services match their strategic or compliance needs and connect them with their partner and a team that is going to be the best for them and their team. And so, Heather, I want to shift the conversation a little bit. I know uh, MST is a very community-minded firm. Uh, could you talk about what are some of the ways that MST gives back to the community? Yeah, of course. We um, definitely like to be involved in the community. One um, organization that we work with is the Partnership Against Domestic Violence, so PADV. And um, we do different fundraisers for them throughout the year and support that local organization. Um, another one that we'll do is help um, – support local schools with the back to school time with school supplies and backpacks and whatever they may need as a firm will collect those supplies and get those to the right people. We're involved with many chambers. So, um, you know, chambers are a very vital part of the business community and we're involved with several of the chambers throughout Atlanta and um, attend their events and support them and what they're doing and their missions for helping grow business in the community and around Atlanta. Um, I'm trying to think what other ones that I've gone to in the community events that I've been to. I 
I can't think of any other at the top of my head. Well, that's a lot at, that you just reeled off there. Right. So <laughs> we stay busy, yes, and giving back that it's critical in giving back to the community when you're part of the community. Absolutely, yeah. So I I do uh, because of our relationship at SunTrust, I do know a little bit of your personal story. Not a lot, but a little. Uh, I know that you took 15 years off to stay at home and and raise three kids. Um, I'd love for you to talk about uh, what made you come back to work and why MST. Would love to do that. So, um, like Bill said, I or and I said before, I, I'm a former banker, so worked for SunTrust year SunTrust Bank here in Atlanta. Went through their commercial banking training program. And went straight into commercial banking and banked privately held businesses is what I did and helped them with their banking needs and did that for eight years. And after having my second son, I was fortunate enough to stay home to raise my two boys and then added a daughter to the mix. So stayed home for 15 years raising our kids, but was involved in the community, giving back, volunteering at my kids' schools, all kinds of different things that I did over the last 15 years. But as the kids got older, it was it was evident that I had a lot of extra time on my hand and you can only do so much volunteer work. That's probably not true. You can volunteer all the time, but um, I felt like it was a great opportunity to look back into what I could do next. And MST opportunity kind of fell into my lap. I've had a relationship with them for the last 20 years. Their um, former managing partner, Greg Hayes, been with the firm for 30 years and I've known each other for 20 years. Uh, reached out and just said, look, we're wanting to start a business development team. And would you want to be a part of that? And the opportunity just was such a great uh, mere uh, uh, partnership or what am I trying to say? It was a good mix of what I did before in my banking days and my background in finance and being able to just bring all that together, but not have to know the latest tax laws or right. or, how, right. or what auditing was. It's more about just making those connections and knowing that companies have needs and what those needs are and finding those pain points and um, just really making the connections with people. Um, so it was a great opportunity. I was excited for them to give me that opportunity. So it's been really great to be back out in the community and meeting new business owners and old business owners that I had relationships with from the past and bankers and just reconnecting and being a part of the business world again has been great. Well, and I remember in our, our banking career working together, you were always such an excellent relationship builder, relationship manager, uh, connecting people. Uh, you have a great sense of curiosity and know how to ask those questions in order to get to those pain points. So I have no doubt you already are successful, but will continue to be successful in that venture. Yeah. Thanks. As we kind of want to close out, um, there's certainly a lot of change that is going on in the accounting field. Heather, can you talk about any hot topics in accounting right now? Certainly. So one of the hot topics that has brought a lot of new potential business our way is um, the SALT workaround is the short term for it. So it's your sales and local tax workaround. So that's a hot topic right now because that came into effect in 2022. And any business owner that um, our business as an S corporate LLC, so you're, that's a pass through income corporation, which means that it passes through to the business owner's 
personal tax returns, they used to be limited on how much they could deduct their Georgia income tax to a $10,000 limit. That is now changed. And there's some nuances around that that you've got to make sure you do before December 31st so that you can elect that for 2022. Um, So a lot of businesses that weren't aware of that change are making sure that that goes into effect for them for 2022 because it can save them a significant amount of money because they're not capped at only being able to deduct $10,000 of the Georgia income tax and they can deduct. There's not a limit base is the way to say it, but they have, there's, like I said, there's some nuances around that that they have to make sure that they do and um, prior to December 31st or by December 31st. If they don't do it this year, 2022, they can do it in 2023, but it's, worth looking into and making sure that they take advantage of that workaround. Um, so that's pretty, that's definitely a hot topic right now. ERC has been a hot topic for a while. So that's the employee retention credit. That's still ongoing conversations. You have three years to apply for that. Um, so that's an ongoing conversation that we have with clients just to make sure they've run the test basically. Right. Um, so those are kind of the hot topics yeah, and those are two big ones. I had not heard of SALT, so thank you for sharing that. That's that's new information to me as well. Yep. Uh, in case someone listening who is maybe either uh, dissatisfied with their current CPA or, or just looking for uh, uh, some assistance, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Sure. Um, the best way is probably by email, and my email address is hfleming, F-L-E-M-I-N-G, at M-S-T-I-L-L-E-R.com, M-S Tiller. Um, that's my email address. That's probably the easiest way to get me. And I'm pretty quick to respond. If, if I'm in the office, I'm quick to respond. So I would say email's good. So hfleming at mstiller.com. Or you can go to our website, mstiller.com is our website. And there is a contact us um, button. And that also comes directly to me. Oh, so another great. great way to get in touch with me as well is the contact us form on our website and it comes directly to me. Heather, great information. Thank you so much for coming on Profit Sense today and, and sharing not only your your insights, but also sharing uh, some of those new hot topics. Yes. Thanks for having me, Bill. And so now our conversation switches to Adam Barty. Adam is uh, CEO of Barty Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Uh, Adam, I've really been looking forward to our conversation today. So excited to have you here. Yeah, I'm excited as well. It's been uh, a little time in the making. I know we've talked about this before. Yeah, we had uh, we had to s- juggle the schedule, but uh, uh, we were we were persistent because I had to have you on. So you have done an excellent job uh, of scaling your business. Um, growth is hard to achieve at times, uh, but I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about some of your. Uh, successes that you've had, not only in scaling your business, but also in, in driving your top line. Hiring the right people helps. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So going to the disclaimer is when you go from 4 million to 25 million in four years, um, there's a lot of carnage. So it's not all perfect and sure, pretty. Sure. Um, you know, some of the things that we started with was just making sure that we can get the phone to ring. So having the opportunities for the team. Uh, once we did that, we figured out really quick that we had to figure out how to hire people. So hiring an expert for them to come in, analyze, you know, how we recruit, where we recruit, you know, all the things has really helped us get the team. 
that we needed to be able to service the customers. Yeah, I'm reminded of uh, Jim Collins's book, uh, Good to Great. Uh, you got to get the right people. And then even further, you have to get them in the right seats. That's always such a challenge. It is. It is a challenge. You know, sometimes when you hire people, you you put them in a seat and, and uh, we use a um, a, a tool called Predictive Index for hiring. Um, and that kind of helps us as we build out all of our different uh, job descriptions and, and roles. Uh, it helps us when we hire people to kind of put them in the right seat in the bucket to, to make sure that they're as successful as they can be. Yeah, that is so wise to, uh, to play to their strengths. Uh, we're talking to Adam Barty this morning, uh, owner, CEO of Barty Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Uh, Barty Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing has served the greater Atlanta area since 1989, specializing in expert solutions for residential communities. Uh, they're family-owned, and they invoke their core values of honesty, family, respect, and positive attitude in every professional project that they obtain. And, you know, on that topic of finding the right people and those that really embrace your core values, I'd love to talk a little bit about recruiting because with that growth, you're obviously, uh, you're increasing headcount. Um, talk a little bit about how you re- recruit for your firm. So we primarily focus on Indeed. They are the 800-pound gorilla uh, for, you know, finding people and having the the you know, the, the resources. Um, we do have two full-time in-house recruiters that are, you know, looking at resumes, making sure when people apply to the jobs that they're getting contacted, you know, we, we want to treat people that want to work at Barty just like a customer that want to do business with us, uh, to that same level of urgency. Um, and, you know, putting them through the process. And if we don't have applicant flow in that, we're making sure that we're sourcing, through LinkedIn, Indeed, all the other places that we can, you know, fill up, um, you know, the, those hiring managers' um, schedules so that we're, we're doing the interviews. And just having, you know, uh, your KPIs and recruiting so that we're making sure that we're doing X amount of hires, we know, or excuse me, X amount of interviews, and we know that, you know, we're going to hire 40% of those, and it just it's a numbers game just like building a budget. Sure, sure. So we're talking today with Adam Barty and uh, Adam uh, on the personal side uh, is uh, husband to wife. Heather uh, has two daughters just like me and uh, owner of uh, Barty Heating, Cooling and Plumbing. Um, Adam has several primary influences that he credits to making him a successful entrepreneur, uh, first being family. And I know you are a family man, uh, Adam, which, uh, which I admire about you. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about um, a lot of people think that Barty is just heating and cooling, uh, but I want to talk a little bit about plumbing. And so um, don't recall exactly when you started uh, your plumbing division, but uh, uh, kind of a two-part question. What was maybe the thought process to uh, adding plumbing as a product line? And then second part would be, how's it going? Yeah. So five years ago, we decided um, back to revenue growth. You know, how can we uh, grow revenue? What What's, you know, a good opportunity? Uh, plumbing is is a great, um, you know, vertical, very similar to HVAC. Uh, we, we we already had a ton of customers, you know, that we could remarket to and and explain that we're we're going to get in this business. So, um, 
you know, just really focusing on that. Plumbing is, I guess the other reason is it's not as weather driven as HVAC. So, you know, when it's window weather like it is today, right, 68 degrees, you don't in really. In November. <laughs> in November, right, you don't need uh, me as much. So plumbing is all the time. It's not weather driven. Uh, your hot water tank is always heating up water, no matter if it's hot or cold outside. And there's a lot more opportunity. So it's been a good business for us. Um, and it's kind of it's kind of flattened out the the peaks. Sure, if that makes sense. Sure, yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, helping spread out the uh, the mix in the revenue and and adding a adding a product line. Um, so a lot of people look at the HVAC, the plumbing business, um, they all kind of look alike. Um, but I also know that Barty is, is different and people do buy differences. They don't buy similarities. So I'm wondering if you could share as you've built the successful business that you have, what do you feel like differentiates uh, Barty from, uh, from your competitors? Uh, you know, the two things that stand out uh, is, you know, we're in the community, we support the community. So Norcross Cooperative Ministry, um, the YMCA, uh, we do, we give away two systems every year um, nice. through Habitat uh, for Humanity. You know, just being involved in the community is huge. And, you know, the biggest thing other than that is there's a climate around our industry of people getting rolled up and purchased from private equity. And it, it happens everywhere, but it's, re, they are focused, uh, you know, in our segment of our business. And I think it's priceless to be able to call a business and be able to talk to the owner. And that's one of our guarantees. So if you've got a problem, you can always get to me. And that is not the case with probably 75% of the businesses uh, in my segment in Atlanta because they have their baby boomers, They've sold. They're they're out. They're they're you know at their uh, beach house in Florida. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. And I would think also your core values. I mean, honesty, family, respect, positive attitude. Uh, those really have to be qualities that are that are just different in the marketplace, aren't they? Adam? I think so. You know, we we hire and fire off of those core values, which is um, something that's always uh, you know it's tough, but you got to do it. And when you hang them on the wall. Um, you know, you, you have to uh, live by them, and, and it's it's really helped us uh, to grow the business and identify who needs to be on the team and and uh, through our hiring process, and it's been it's been good, definitely. So as we kind of close out our interview, I want to I want to kind of talk about uh, advice. Uh, you've built a successful business, uh, you've grown your business. Uh, for either the entrepreneurs out there that are struggling with growth or maybe someone who is in corporate America, but is really thinking about going out on their own. Uh, what advice would you give both those kind of a two-parter existing business owners that want to grow, but also uh, uh, maybe some people in corporate America that want to go out on their own. Uh, for the existing business owner, raise your price, raising your price, get you more profit and you can spend more money to grow your business. If you, you cannot grow your business, if you don't have cash and you're not making money, yeah, simple as that. Yeah. Um, as far as 
you know, the person that's, you know, thinking about doing it or wants to be an entrepreneur, I wish I would have done it faster, taken more risk. Um, business is pretty forgiving. Uh, and you know, you, you make decisions and if you screw it up, fix it fast and, and keep going. So yeah, move on. Yeah. Make a decision. Yeah. You know, I have, uh, uh, those two points really, really resonate with, with me. Um, Probably the thing that resonates the most is uh, going into business earlier. So having spent 32 years myself in in banking, uh, I likely could have been a career banker, uh, but being laid off in the Great Recession actually kind of gave me the nudge uh, to start a business. Um, I think somehow maybe the timing was perfect, but I've often thought, would it, would it have been different if I had done it earlier? Uh, a real smart person, smarter than me, said, you know, if you're always letting an employer determine your value in the marketplace, uh, you might find out that you're either overpaid or underpaid. But when you go out every day and let the market determine your value, uh, I found out, and my guess is you found out that we're all we're all underpaid. We're worth a lot more than we think we are. Absolutely, absolutely. There's just so much opportunity out there. There is, and small business is the backbone of our economy for sure. Absolutely. So, Adam, if someone wants to get in touch with with Barty Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing, uh, what's the best way for them to do that? Not to call me, for sure. Um, best way, go to our website, uh, bardi.com. Uh, you can schedule an appointment right from the website. You don't have to talk to a human if that's the way you like to do it, or you can just call our office. Uh, you'll get a live person 24-7 at 770-263-9300. Adam, it's been a delight having you on the show. Thank you for coming on Profit Sense today. Same. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thanks, Bill. So, as we go into the closing of our uh, time today, I I want to talk about looking back and looking ahead. As we get ready to close the books on 2022, many business owners are reflecting on this year and planning for the year ahead. We start to look at the possibilities and what we might want to start doing, stop doing, or keep doing to grow into the business of our dreams in 2023. Uh, as you reflect, I'd like to propose four main areas for you to consider. Uh, first one being people issues. You know, Do you have the right amount of staff? Are the right people in the right seats for their skill set? And are they efficient and effective? Uh, second, strategy issues. What kind of company do you want to be? The low-cost provider? or a differentiated strategy? And what are the three to five activities that differentiate you in the marketplace? Uh, third would be execution issues. The devil is always in the details. Are you executing with high efficiency and effectiveness? Execution covers every aspect of the business, sales, operations, and finance. Fourth is my favorite, cash issues. Growth always requires Cash, preferably internally generated, but sometimes you do have to borrow depending on the rate of growth. The ability to increase cash is dependent on your ability to shorten cycle times, eliminate mistakes, and improve your business model. Cash can also be generated if you're able to increase prices and sales volume or reduce cost paid to vendors and overhead. Focusing on these four areas can make a huge impact on your company's top line and bottom line next year. Try and pick just one to start with and then add one or two more when you see the need. Here's to a profitable year in 2023.
If you want to keep up with the latest in pro-business news, follow us on LinkedIn and Instagram at The Profitability Coach. If you want to listen to past or future ProfitSense episodes, you can find us on ProfitSenseRadio.com. This is ProfitSense with Bill McDermott signing off. Make it a great day.